What do you think? I think we're dead meat. Real dead meat. You're dead meat! Go ahead and laugh, you guys. If I ever find a little bastard of business, it's dead meat. Welcome to the Dead Meat Podcast, an extension of the YouTube channel Dead Meat. I'm James A. Janice. I'm Chelsea Rebecca, and we're boyfriend and girlfriend, and we like to get scared together. Yeah, we do. Scared in the dark today, because yeah. there's no visual component. We're waiting for new cameras, because our old cameras decided to just freak out. Well, one of them did anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, previous video versions of the podcast were filmed using webcams. Yeah. Not great. We have two new cameras on the way. Uh, it'll be great. I promise it'll be really good stuff. Yeah. It's just they didn't get here in time. So we're doing this one audio only. Yep. But that's okay because, uh, hey, everybody, we're uh, talking about Final Destination. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Chelsea <laughs> had the idea to do this after <laughs> the shit storm of comments I got after mentioning that Final Destination was originally going to be on the kill count. And instead, I did Saw. And so all the Final Destination fanboys and girls came out and got mad at me. So here, guys, I'm doing this. Yep. It's this is for we you. We are doing it indeed. <laughs> I really enjoyed myself during this movie, I think. Yeah. Nothing is going to reach Wishmaster levels of enjoyment, <laughs> I don't think. But this one hit another similar cozy 90s movie. Oh, it's place. super cozy 90s. I didn't realize how 90s this thing was going to feel. I think because... I thought this movie was going to be really bleak in tone. I don't know why I was imagining that. Like, very a very serious horror that isn't funny. Oh, no, it's not at all. It's one of those uh, post-scream, aimed-at-teens movies with, mm -hmm. like, fun, hot teens running around getting killed. Uh, this was your first time seeing it. Yeah, I yeah. thought that this whole thing took place <laughs> on an airplane. <laughs> I just really thought that the final set piece of it was going to be this plane blowing up or falling apart, but then that happened so early, yeah. and so I had no idea what was going that on. That is the inciting incident. One thing that happens a lot with Final Destination before we get into the review is a lot of people are like, I know it's not a horror movie, but can you talk about Final Destination? What? Yeah, they call it a thriller, which it is. I guess. I've always thought of it as a horror movie the wikipedia article says supernatural horror but of course anyone can edit that but that sounds right i mean supernatural horror i, I start thinking of stuff like conjuring and annabelle yeah this yeah now that i think about it this one is a weird one because it's starting to get into that territory of well where do you draw the line between a thriller and a horror and i'm thinking of other thrillers that have you know, stuff like this. I don't know why, but the first thing that comes to mind is 12 Monkeys, maybe because there's also an airport in that film. But, oh, you know, just weird stuff with time and being able to see the future and trying to, to manipulate your way out of it. But I don't think I would consider that a horror. I don't think I would consider 12 Monkeys a horror. Final Destination definitely focuses more on the depths. That's true. And while that by itself may not necessarily a horror movie make... I feel like that's definitely in the in the argument. I mean, I think something I was reading with, uh, I think uh, James Wong, I think, was talking about how his idea of this movie is horror-like in that the 
creature or character killing all the teens is just death itself. Yeah. Put in another character there and it is just kind of a slasher, you know? So I think maybe that's why it fits as a horror because, you know, there is like a a monster. Yeah. It's just death. It's just a series of deaths. (laughs) Yeah. And not much else besides that. (laughs) Uh, So yeah, I would definitely consider it a horror you you know movies can be more than one thing. It's it's a thriller. It's a horror. That's fine. This movie could be the Rube Goldberg slasher. Rube Goldberg could be killing a bunch of teens. Oh, like he, Rube himself? Yeah, Mr. Goldberg. Yeah, and he makes these machines. All right, so it's a fun fun movie. Fun movie that you got to watch for the first time. Uh, it got opening credits that are very menacing. A lot of just menacing close-ups. This whole movie just is close-ups on little things portrayed in a way that's like, this could kill you. Yeah. Also, I know in Maximum Overdrive, I mentioned (laughs) that there were a few things where I wasn't sure if they were references to Apocalypse Now or not. The (laughs) opening of this movie, I'm pretty sure is a reference to Apocalypse. I don't want to be girl who cries reference, (laughs) but... The beginning of this, you got shots of a fan. It's not a ceiling fan, but it's a little desk fan. And it literally ends, fade out of opening credits. There's a quote from The Doors written. uh, It's in like a book or something. It says, this is the end, hyphen Jim Morrison. Yeah. Fade out, which is the song that plays in the beginning of Apocalypse Now. And I thought that was so funny and so dumb. And that really just set up for me what this was going to be. Because yeah, holy if, shit. If only Devin... Uh, is it Devin Sawa? Sawa? If only Devin Sawa had punched a mirror. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and screamed. Yeah, so Devin Sawa is our our beloved 90s hero, also known from <laughs> Idle Hands. And Casper. What? He's in Casper. Oh, that's fun. Yeah. He'll always be Idle Hands guy to me. Sure, sure, sure. He smokes oregano in that movie. He doesn't do that here. Here mm-hmm. he's on. Uh, he's getting ready for a class trip to France with his French class, and we got just it, the superstition right off the bat, all all around, because mm-hmm. he's got a good luck tag on his luggage. This whole movie, okay, so this movie has a bunch of little things happening, and you know, in real life, they would just be coincidences, mm-hmm. but because this is a movie based on the supernatural, all that stuff, they end up having meaning to them, and I feel like. Uh, watching this movie and thinking about how many people our age grew up watching this movie, I feel like that explains a lot about a lot of people I know. What do you mean? Who read into little coincidental things. Just like new agey shit. I think that's people, though. People have always been superstitious, and people are always going to be into shit like crystals or whatever. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I this movie, so the main character is obsessed with reading into stuff like Everything. what's the so his birthday is September twenty fifth. And so he sees nine twenty five everywhere. Yeah. And so what his he's on flight nine twenty five and it departs at nine twenty five and it's all it, that character and the extent to which this legitimately drives him a little crazy is like to me. I feel like one of the most accurate portrayals of what it's like to have OCD I've ever seen yeah. in film. Because I think often OCD, you think of, oh, everything's got to be clean. But that's like not what OCD always is necessarily. Mm-hmm. 
I think often a symptom is like reading into symbols or, or placing meaning in things and having things be a specific way. And if they're this way, then it means this thing. And so it's that kind of obsessive thinking. And that's what this character feels like to me. It was. <laughs> yeah, especially later when I don't he winds think up was, in a shack yes, in the middle of the woods. I don't think this movie's doing that on purpose, but no. I think accidentally they created just like this super hyper extended metaphor for OCD. And it'd be great if the movie kind of delved or like attacked that angle a little more. Sure. And le- maybe left things a little bit more ambiguous because things, it could all be a coincidence sure. except for like two shots. It would be kind of cool. And this wouldn't make for much of a franchise because yeah. you got to have that supernatural element for there to be a franchise. But it would be cool if this was a movie where yeah, the character thinks death is coming for us because of this, this, this. And everything literally is a giant coincidence. It's just, you know, a bunch of very unlikely coincidences, but it is all coincidence, maybe. But that's not Final Destination. No, Final Destination, uh, you do kind of see the monster a little bit in that um, death is represented by um, 90s kind of squiggly, gooey CGI. It's weird. Yeah, I, I never know what to think of it. It's a little. It's not great. Think, think Capri Sun, mm. um, or Fl- It's like Flubber. Yeah, yeah, Flubber. Yeah. So he goes to the airport. All his uh, classmates are going there too. We All get of to... his classmates that look the same. That's the problem. At is... first, it was like, oh no. Well, you got Sean William Scott. Easy. Who, who's easy? Cause playing as Kevin Smith this whole movie. Oh yeah, he's got a hockey jersey <laughs> on. The backwards hat. Great. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah, yeah. This is my favorite Sean William Scott performance. He was funny in this. The, I like him. He's... Cause here's the thing. Okay, I don't dislike Sean William Scott. Uh, I think the reason I like him a lot in this movie is because he's so hapless. In a lot of other movies, including his big role, American Pie, he's like a dick. He's like a douchebag. Yeah. I like to see Sean William Scott not be cool or not try to be cool. I like to see Sean William Scott be like the put upon doofus who everyone makes fun of. That's fun for me. And then when he tries to be cool or like, hey, I'm Stifler. Yeah. It's, it's like, all right, Sean William Scott, you're not yeah. cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he also has my favorite recurring line. Car, you dick. While watching this, I realized just how much I watched this movie growing up because oh, yeah, I you just were knew, quoting it. Yeah, I knew all the lines. I will say my favorite lines are from Carter. <laughs> Carter's got some gems in this movie. Oh yeah, Carter does have some great we'll, lines. We'll get there. I think I have some written down, but we'll Yeah. So he's get yeah, but his other friends, his friend Todd, who uh I did not remember. Just despite I don't remember able... either. Who yeah. fucks Todd? It's Todd and his brother oh, are his two friends. Todd's the first one to to eat it. Yeah, right. after the plane crash. After yeah, the plane crash. Because his brother That's goes right. in the in the plane explosion. That's uh, right. Todd, I did not remember, despite having yeah, watched I this mean, a I just times. now didn't remember. Yeah, exactly. He's very me. nondescript. He's he's got some decent lines. They take shits together. They're... Oh my god! Yeah, this is the second movie we've reviewed where there's just a scene of dudes pooping yeah and they're talking yeah this is the double poop scene. this one didn't have poop noises at least no but i pictured them like yeah it didn't need to include them on the soundtrack they were there in my mind just yeah. watching them by the way speaking of soundtracks if you own the final destination dvd was it the dvd or blu-ray we... blu-ray we had the blu-ray oh my god um oh my god there are two pretty amazing things on this blu-ray one <sighs> is a full commentary the entire movie 
with the composer of Final Destination, which yeah. is not a movie I would say has a very uh, unique score, which is fine. Sure. Some movies don't need to have that. The only thing that stood it, out to me was that it was a lady composer. Yeah, which, which is, is awesome. Rare. Very rare. Surely but you Walker. know what? Like, the score does its job. I don't <laughs> think it's a movie where the score is meant to stand out. But No, the... in, in one scene, actually, I thought it was bad. <laughs> Uh-oh. Uh, when, when the teacher's by herself uh, before her death, and she's like, being sad and there the score just gets super just oh, over dramatic i have thoughts about that scene um <laughs> but yeah so if you want to watch final destination but have the composer talk about the score the entire movie that's on the blu-ray the other thing that is on this blu-ray is a 20 minute long documentary <laughs> about a woman who is an intuitive investigator, yeah, which means that she's basically psychic and assists in, uh, like murder or missing person investigations. Heavy air quotes on psychic. Heavy air quote <laughs> on assists. <laughs> yeah, heavy air quotes on investigators. It's like a homemade fucking it's camcorder. So weird. It feels like this got put on here on accident. I don't know why it's there. I don't know who pitched it. I don't know who profited from it. Like who who went out what who had to go out with like the mini DV cam yeah. and shoot this like That's what it in is. camera audio. It's crazy. And it's 20 minutes. And I would have watched the whole thing but I couldn't. Yeah, because I said no. (laughs) Yeah, we just we tapped out really fast. It's so bad. The connection to the movie is there's none. The connection is so tenuous at best. I don't understand. If any of you watch it, please tell us and like review it for us. And yeah, you know, fuck that. Give us the highlight reel. I don't know how that wound up on a a a New Line Cinema Blu-ray. I don't know. Uh, (sighs) Quick note about Shirley Walker. Uh, like I said, one of the few female uh, film score composers at the time of her death when oh, she was shit. only 61 because of a stroke. She had scored more major motion pictures than anyone, but she was not recognized during the in memoriam segment. Of what the, the fuck? Are you serious? Academy She's Awards. done more scores than like what? John Williams? At no, the time? female. Composers. Oh, female. Because there aren't any. That's why it stood out to but me when I saw her name. still like yeah. she. Ooh, that makes me mad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that sucks. That makes but, me mad. Horror fans. Night in your anger. Shirley Walker. Icon of horror. She should be recognized. We we meet all the characters. Some some of them are funny. Yeah. It's not bad. Allie Larder. Yeah. Allie Larder, who I know from Heroes. I don't know her at all. Okay. She's in like Varsity Blues or other shit that I haven't seen, but she's a smarty French pants. Yeah. She's reading Tropic of Cancer, so she's smart. (laughs) And she's like, yeah, she like knows the French without listening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's, She's a smart girl. She's cool. Yeah, she's the cool girl in this movie. Yeah, well, oh yeah, she is cool too because isn't she like working on like she's the art metal work the or some shit? Who I whenever I see this character pop up in a '90s movie, I just always think of not another teen movie. Oh yeah, because yeah. the girl in that is like the weird artsy girl too, and mm-hmm. she's the love interest. You got this going on hard in this movie, but Allie Larder makes these like like kinetic metal sculptures in her garage (laughs) oh god we'll get to that yeah uh yeah todd and alex take a shit together because they got a seven hour flight ahead of them and they're eyeballing these two hot chicks kristen blake who are just like real generic 90s hot yeah it it doesn't do it for me at all they just seem so like barbie doll kind of yeah yeah yeah. that was very in vogue at the time yeah they've got the 
frosty blue purple eyeshadow which i also <laughs> owned every girl looks like that around then i think the like frosty lip gloss who's who's chilling with the gel crimped up hair in this movie is it that terry chick oh i don't remember someone's got weird gelled hair girls all if if you were a teen around the early 2000s like i was you were told that it looks really good if you just get your hair wet and put gel in it and then scrunch it Ugh. with your hands yeah and that's what we all did, and we all looked like shit. Yeah, it's all right. Uh, in the bathroom, John Denver plays Colorado Rocky Mountain For High. For the first time of many. Many, so many. <laughs> in that, this movie. I have always associated that song with this movie, which I'm sure would uh, be much to the ire of John Denver fans. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't realize that that song is by John Denver at first, so later in this movie, uh, the teacher of their class puts on a record, oh, yeah. and you're like, oh, John Denver, and I thought you just knew from just memory that the yeah. record had... <laughs> but no, it's because it was going to be the song from earlier, but that freaked me out for a little bit. <laughs> I had a vision. Yeah. No, I thought you just remembered. Like, you know this movie so well. You're like, oh, yes, her John Denver vinyl. They finally get on the plane and they see, like, uh, uh, a special needs person. Oh, boy. And something else, too, like a baby. I, in the, he's credited as Lou oh, Gehrig's no. man. Oh. So he's got Lou Gehrig's disease. At, at least they specify yeah they were just of like just some really terrible generic <laughs> term yeah yeah fair good wow we we're progressing but the whole the whole <laughs> thing the is 2000. there the whole thing there is like his friend todd is like be a fucked up god to take down this plane which then i propose to you final destinations thesis is there's a fucked up god because that plane goes down Oh, he said God? Yeah. I thought he said guy. No. This like, is pre-9-11. Ain't <laughs> no guys taking down planes. There's This is a pre-9-11 movie. Oh, this movie would not get made this the, movie the following year. No, no, no. Because <laughs> this came out in 2000. Oh, no. Not even just because there's a plane crash. It's just so many safety protocols that now it just never Yeah, fly people getting on flights late to, and shit. Yeah. Getting up, getting into fights. Yeah. They'd all be tased. Uh, but yeah, fucked up God to take down this plane. I really wish though that they had just kept going, uh, and turned this into like an airplane gag where like the camera keeps moving back and there's like a crowd of nuns there. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. The Hare Krishna. There is a Hare Krishna in this movie. Right? Oh, oh yeah, there is. Yeah. That's right. Oh, don't forget to mention that the two hot nineties chicks yep. ask Devin Alex. Sawa. Yeah. Alex. Alex. Is they name. ask Alex if they can switch seats with him. Yeah. And he kind of dicks over Todd because had he not switched seats, one of them would have had, one of the hot chicks would have had to sit with either of them. Right. But then Devin Sawa is like, I don't know why he switches. Sawa. Sawa? It's Sawa, I think. What? What kind we of gotta pick one. We got to pick one and we're either we're wrong or we're right. I feel like it's Sawa because I feel like I've heard Joel say Devin Sawa. But Joel also said Carrie Ewis. Oh, shit. That's right. What if I just say Sayway? Sayway. Devin <laughs> and Sayway. Then just be wrong. Yeah, I'll just commit to that. <laughs> Devin Safeway. <laughs> so Devin Safeway does switch seats and he sits next to Todd. And then the plane takes off. It's immediately deteriorates. <laughs> yeah, in it just the sky. fucking falls oh, apart. Honestly, this sequence is pretty cool and absolutely it's great. terrifying. It is so scary. And We're about to ride a plane yeah, in two days. Yeah, we literally are getting on a plane in a couple days. And yeah. that was a, yeah. 
Great timing with this. Really good. I feel like that always happens to me. And again, this is the <laughs> Final Destination thing of like looking for coincidences. I always feel like when I'm about to fly, I end up accidentally watching stuff with a plane crash or listening to things that involve plane crashes or things like that. Yeah. But that's just me noticing those things. I think that this is the number one, though, as far as movies with plane accidents. But this is real bad. Everything just yeah. blows up. Sully's not there to yeah. save them. And Denzel's, and not, Denzel's there not there either. Land it upside down. <laughs> There's no one who's going to save them from this plane. Just Got And it. it's not all just like an instant fireball. There's like he watches individual people Get die. sucked out of the side of the plane. Yeah. It's brutal. It honestly is really terrifying. Yeah. And it's, like the effects haven't aged the best, but it's, 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 still, it's still, is, still good. It still is visceral enough that mm-hmm. I didn't care. Yeah, it's fine. It was still really nerve wracking. And then he gets fried and, and, and like it holds the shot holds yeah, on him melting. So there's an explosion seat. and Devin Safeway is just melting in the air. And so the by the way, this is when I'm okay, still thinking yeah. this whole movie takes place on this damn Yeah, airplane. I would have loved to just see inside just like, your mind right huh. there. <laughs> like, what else is going to happen? He wakes up. And then he wakes up. It That's what happens. all a, a dream, which I figured was going to happen. So I'm like, okay, there's still a chance that this whole thing is going down on this plane. Yeah. And they waste no time because he wakes up to the girls asking to switch seats with him again. And he instantly rushes over to his new seat and he, he sees like the yeah. same fucked up screw on the back oh, of the seat thing. Speaking of, okay, so he wakes up and starts seeing the same things happen that like yeah. happened in his dream. Like he's reliving it. It was very weird that we did a double feature of this and then happy death day. Yeah. Like we didn't pick that on purpose, but it kind of wigged me out. I felt like Devin Safeway a little bit. <laughs> I was like, oh my God, what does it mean? Well, yeah, because we watched this, then we watched happy death day, both movies involving people seeing the same thing over and over and, uh, trying to maneuver their way out of it or trying to yeah, stop but it, was, it, from... it was hard for me to adjust uh, tonally to Happy Death Day because they're very different movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Happy Death Day is more of like a music video and this is more like a, uh, I mean, it's still got like an MTV kind of appeal to the crowd. It I guess. takes itself a little more seriously. Definitely. Than... Definitely it does. Yeah. So yeah, uh, there's a big kerfuffle on the plane. Uh, Devin Safeway gets off. So does Carter, who gets up to fight him. Fucking Carter. Carter's girlfriend, Terry, who gets up to, to help Carter. Yeah. Uh, both teachers are taken off. Uh, uh, Billy, Sean William Scott, he was getting oh, okay. on the plane late or coming from Billy. the bathroom. And so he was in the aisle and got uh, pushed off. And then Todd, good forgettable buddy Todd, uh, he goes to check on Devin Safeway at the uh, request of his brother because mm-hmm. they're all friends. And then Ellie Larder is just like, I don't like the look of this. And she gets off. Yeah. Is that everyone? That sounds correct. Okay. So now they're off the plane. Yeah. They're back in the airport terminal. And they're and the airport people are like, y'all, you're not getting back on that Yeah. Plane. This guy's freaking out. This guy's I mean, saying the plane is going to explode. It's pre-9-11, let's, but we're still like, we're hey, still- man. <laughs> No, no, no. Yeah, you can't get back on this the plane. The reason he's escorted off the, uh, the plane <laughs> is because he's screaming about the plane's going to blow up. Yeah. That gets you kicked off a plane real fast. Yeah, not a good look, Devin. Yeah. Uh, but uh, Miss Luton, Valerie Luton, she tells the other teacher, go ahead and get back on because, you know, they got to have a teacher. Yeah, we'll meet up with you later in a separate flight. Yeah, to so France. she just sent that guy to his death. And he could speak French so well. Good job, Luton. I forgot how, how uh, much of a, I, I was going to say wet blanket. Her, She's totally justified in her like fear of Devin Safeway. Oh, but, yeah. But she's like, I forgot that she is <laughs> against this kid 
from the moment that plane blows off. She hates it. Yeah. So so Carter and Devin get in a fight, and Devin tells Carter, I wish you were on that plane. Yeah. Yeah. And so they're fighting. They're literally beating each other up in the middle of this terminal. And then in the background, the plane explodes, also taking out the entire window of this terminal with yeah. it, which I don't think is possible. I think that plane was carrying a nuclear <laughs> yeah. warhead because that's the only way <laughs> those a, windows are breaking. It's a sonic boom that just like there's glass <laughs> everywhere. But then everyone's freaking out because Alex was right. Devin slash Alex. Like maybe I don't. Maybe I'm wrong about the science, but there's no fucking way those windows are breaking like that, right? I don't think There's no so. fucking way. I think the only way it could happen is if... It was carrying a nuke? Yeah, that, or if the plane was somehow in an enclosed space to where the air can only get out <laughs> oh, through those windows. Final Destination takes place in the Truman Show, confirmed. Oh, my God. <laughs> so... Plane blows up. Yeah, Devin was right. His vision came true. Yeah. Yep. And he immediately gets taken into police custody. Oh, not the police. Oh, it's the FBI. <gasps> uh, okay, guys. Yep. Guys, you like sit down for this because <laughs> <laughs> there's there is a character in this film named Agent Shrek. Shrek. <laughs> and I when they said his name, I immediately grabbed my phone to check IMDB to make sure I wasn't just hearing things. And sure enough, Agent Shrek. FBI is in this film because because Shrek comes out what two thousand one, yeah. Okay, like the next year the they next literally year. were animating Shrek <laughs> while this movie was being made. Oh man, what an unfortunate character name it's to have so in retrospect. Funny. Agent Shrek, it's so good. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. So the FBI shows up and they're questioning everyone. Yeah, the, at this point, I'm thinking, well, you're in questioning forever now yeah because he literally said this plane's gonna blow up yeah the only reason he isn't just living and questioning from now on is because this is a pre-9-11 film yeah seriously otherwise uh, he is in a he is fucking getting some enhanced interrogation in gitmo yeah no kidding no kidding agent shrek and other agents agent ween (laughs) <laughs> no, it's not. Agent Ween? I'm Agent Ween. This is Agent Shrek. We're with the FBI. Shrek and Ween uh, are on the hunt <laughs> for a cause. There's no cause determined for the plane crash Yeah. Uh, initially. Yep. They question everyone, and it seems like they let everyone go, but they're still pretty suspicious of Alex. There's a memorial service held for the uh, 287 passengers. The, it... I'd have to, if I did a kill count on this, when I do a kill count on this, I'll I'll figure out how to do these giant fucking catastrophic numbers because mm-hmm. luckily in this one, they give a number. They say there were 287 passengers. I feel like that might not be the case in all of them, oh. which like, what, then what the fuck am I supposed to do, dear listener, when it comes to that shit? Can you think of other things in future movies that might be an issue or like- I can't think of like I haven't seen the other ones except the fourth one. Uh, I I kind of pitched this out to Twitter softly, and someone said that the there's a bridge accident. Oh shit! Uh, that sucks. And that they don't report the fatalities. So I don't know what the fuck I'm supposed to do. Yeah. If, in the case of this movie, I will not make 287 tiny little stick figures at the end. I will simply make a plane with a number. Yeah, that's 287, yeah. and then deal with the main characters. But. Yeah, fucking kill counts. Yeah. <laughs> their their structure binds me so. Yep. But 
all those people are dead. There's yep. a memorial service. There's a memorial. This guy plays the guitar. There's a giant eagle statue. Yes, they unveil a giant memorial, which I thought was going to kill someone for sure. Oh, yeah. I thought was going to either fall on someone or something. If there, if it were one of the sequels, I bet it would. Yeah. I think the sequels <laughs> get sillier with the uh, setups yeah. for all the kills. Everyone's really suspicious of Devin uh, slash Alex. Uh, we need to just pick one name and stick with it. Let's go with Devin Safeway. Okay. Um, Sean William Scott's cool with him because yeah. he treats him like a psychic and Devin treats him like a simpleton. Yeah. It's kind of weird it's in this weird. movie <laughs> how Billy is treated. I can't tell how they're trying to write <laughs> Sean William Scott's character, but the way all the other characters talk to him is if he's <laughs> like he's uh, Lenny or yeah. from of my some men it's like every sentence they say to him is a uh a proverbial pat on the head yeah it is very like we'll see the rabbits someday you know it's yeah. very it's weird but he's also just riding his bike around town in the middle of the night but, yeah getting like almost hit by cars and saying carter you dick it's because his car got stolen it did dude <laughs> <laughs> but it, it, it was actually stolen. behind the was it the mail truck? Yeah, it was just it's behind, behind the, the mail, mail truck, truck the whole time. time. Spoilers <laughs> alert for for a movie that we tried to put on a couple years ago. We, we couldn't finish we, it, and we love shitty movies. But like fifteen minutes. We're talking about Dude, Where's My off. Car? By the way, if you oh, yeah. haven't figured it out yet, yeah, that movie is uh, rough. I remember watching it as a a younger person. I don't know if I oh, liked it. Oh, I loved it when yeah. I was a kid. I was a little yeah, <laughs> but uh, unwatchable now. Actually, I would determine it unwatchable yeah yeah uh the teacher meanwhile is she literally says you scare the hell out of me to devon safeway yeah which she, you're a teacher and <laughs> don't do that i don't think she's still a teacher remember she's like oh yeah she quit fucking leaving town she oh, she does not deal with this well no. and i'm not judging her because her whole thing is like she sent that other teacher to die. Yeah. She's got survivor's guilt for sure. Yeah. And also later in the movie, we get a really weird kind of sad picture painted of her home life. <laughs> yeah. Complete with a lot of vodka. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, but, oh, also he's kind of estranged with his buddy Todd because Todd's dad is mad about Todd's brother being killed in the crash and somehow blames Devin. Everyone, safely. everyone, everyone blames, blames Devin. It's weird. It's very weird. I guess it's... I'm just thinking theoretically, like, how would that play out in real life? Yeah. I, I mean... It depends on where. I guess. Because their 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 treatment is kind of like, I could see, like, a small town being this way. Yes. Like, that weird boy talking yeah. about... Sorry for putting on that accent, <laughs> but... <laughs> yeah. Uh, if you're from the South, you're used to being the butt of jokes, I feel like. It's, it's not always fair. We're sorry. Yeah, it's not. Um, yeah, I could see that being more of a small town superstition thing, but it mm -hmm. seems like all the adults in this movie are really freaked out by Devin. And that's yeah. not fair. No. He just like had a, he just guessed the plane was going to blow up. It does look weird. <laughs> it does like, look pretty weird. You know? Yeah. But he, uh, him and Todd are strange. They talk briefly at the memorial service and they're like, I miss you. No homo. Uh, they don't actually say that. It's implied. <laughs> <laughs> And it's the year 2000. That's implied for sure. <laughs> uh, and then we get our first scene without Devin Safeway in it. So, uh, yeah. I wrote that there's two poops in this movie. That's the scene I'm talking we about. It's more. Todd taking a poop. Yeah. Uh, doubling down on the deuce. And yeah, it's it's literally the first scene of the movie without Devin Safeway. So I was like, oh, 
this guy's going to die now. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I wonder what's going to happen. This guy shaving with, like, no shaving cream, and he and also no has hair. no facial hair. What are you shaving, guy? Yeah, he immediately <laughs> just takes a blade to his face and cuts himself. Then he starts going to trim his nose hair, and for some reason, this was the hardest thing for me to watch because I was just so convinced he was going to slip or do something, and those things are going to go right up his nose. I think little things in this movie freaked me out more than setups for a big, elaborate deaths well it's good the movie's good at being like hey maybe he'll die this, this way thing could kill you yeah because because there's like liquid uh coming at him there's, when yeah. he's trimming his nose hairs yeah and it's like oh what if he sniffs or what if he slips and he uh gets a nose full of of nose trimmer yeah i think water starts leaking out of the back of the toilet yeah and so there's all these little things set up in the bathroom mm. just so anyways this dude could accidentally kill himself well the todd dies is what happens because the bathroom, the evil bathroom water gets him and he, he slips into uh, uh, the tub where there's a wire strung across. Oh, it's it's a close. It's a clothesline. It's just a clothesline. But like he falls into it. and <laughs> I do not know how it works, but it like wraps around his neck and it does so very strangely. I oh, don't I think don't the physics remember. checks out, but it like, yeah, twists around his neck. And uh, it's actually kind of cool. His eyes burst into red while he's getting strangled to death. Yeah. And that looks pretty cool. It looks like a suicide in the end. Yeah. And here's one of the shots that removes the ambiguity. This This is weird. I kind of hated this. Because, yeah, the whole time leading up to this, you're thinking this could all, you know, just be a really elaborate series of coincidences. But then you have a shot of the CGI water like retreating yeah. to hide the evidence of having yeah. murdered Todd. It sucks. It's like, cause yeah, it's, it's the water that made him slip. And then after he dies, it like just goes back. Cops show up at his house. And uh, because that penthouse magazine flew into <laughs> a fan and gave Alex, I'm sorry, Devin Safeway, the message of Todd, he rushes over there to yeah, find all Yeah, a piece the- of, to clarify, a piece of paper flies out of the, so, like, the magazine goes in the fan. Oh, yeah. Then there's magazine shreds everywhere, and one of the shreds that, like, Devin catches just says T-O-D. Mm-hmm. So it goes to Todd's house. Where he finds both the cops and Allie Larder hiding behind a tree. Yeah, who I, when I looked up this movie, her character's name is Clear Rivers. Yeah. That sucks. You think they're saying Claire the whole time. Yeah, it no. sounds like an accent. Clear Rivers. Yeah. Uh, she's there because she, like, feels Devin Safeway. They're, like, connected by yeah. feelings. I don't know what this They never really explain this. I don't know why she's in this movie. I, it, she's there because they needed a love interest, and that's yeah. it. Yeah, she's, there's not really a reason for her to be there. Because, yeah, he goes to her place uh, the next day where she's working on being a cool artist in her garage. Oh, yeah. And this is when we get her abstract metal structure. And she's like, do you know what this is? And I'm thinking, that's Billy the Head from Figure It Out. It looks like. It looks exactly like Billy the Head. Uh, But she's like, it's how you make me feel. And then she goes on a whole thing about how they're connected and she doesn't understand, like, ever since the crash, blah, blah. Any real person would run <laughs> so far. I don't care how hot this chick is. To clarify, I don't think she made that structure being like, this is for Devin Safeway. I think she made that structure, and then he happened to come over, and she was like, 
I made this structure because of these feelings, and those are the same feelings that you make me feel. Oh. Personally. That's okay. my personal I interpret it as very specific and weird. Like, she's she went very home from obsessed Tom's death with him. And, like, built that. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Uh, well, they have a fun time because they break into a funeral parlor through the ceiling oh, window. Oh, shit. They're in the... It's the morgue, right? Is it? Yeah, it's the morgue. Okay. They break into the morgue and who through is... Through a fucking skylight. Yeah, oh, that's... Oh, no, it is It is the funeral home because I remember they're, like, rappelling down. Yeah. What the <laughs> they fuck like, is this Mission They, like, drop Impossible down and there's shit. coffins and... Okay, yeah, yeah. So it, it is the funeral home. Yeah. Okay. It seems absurd that yeah. they're doing that, but... Oh, it boy. does give us the best scene of the movie. Who did they run into <laughs> but Tony Todd? And we both cheered and we scared Lucy. Oh, I yeah. I have in my notes that we scared Lucy because <laughs> we were like, Tony! <laughs> yeah. Uh, Lucy was having a good time enjoying the movie until that until moment. Until that. Tony Todd is credited with an and in the opening yes, credits. And so you got excited because you thought that meant perhaps prominent role. Yeah, but then when this scene started... I just got the feeling, no, this is going to be the only scene that he's That's, in. It's yeah. going to be that like one scene, like really great character acting. Give him a monologue. He, and it's yeah. great. It's he, great. It's, yeah. He's a great character actor. Fucking it's a great monologue. His voice is awesome. Uh, in death, there is no accidents. Uh, he's talking about death having a new design for everyone. Because yeah. death was supposed to get them. But uh, death and Safeway cheated he hacked his way out of it mm -hmm. and now death is coming up with a new design for him mm -hmm. and then his monologue ends with the best line in this movie but remember the risk of cheating the plan of disrespecting the design could incite a fury that could terrorize even the grim Reaper. and you don't even want to fuck with that mac daddy yeah, uh, I love Tony Todd. Tony Todd, come be on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, but here's the thing, though. Tony Todd's like, when you defy death, you risk dying. Like, he's he's saying that, like, it's dangerous to defy the Grim Reaper, but isn't it, if you don't, then you die. Then you die. I had some issues with that, too. Right? There should have maybe, to just to up the stakes, like, maybe it's death will make it more painful or there's some post-life consequences. Like, surprise, there's an afterlife. But if you cheat death, then you're going to have a really bad time the whole time. So, they could have come up with something. Because he's like, if you cheat death... Then you're going to die. Then you're going to die. <laughs> it's like, okay, well, yeah. I was going to die. And then I got excited because when they leave, he goes, I'll be seeing you soon. And I was like, oh, cool. He is in more of this movie. Oh, no, he means seeing them as a as corpse bodies, in as the cadavers. Yep. Yeah, that's okay. Yeah, that's, that's okay. It for Tony Todd. All the survivors meet up the next day outside like a cafe or some shit. It happens after Billy almost gets hit by a car again. Yeah. Uh, the only reason they're all here is so that non-character Carter's girlfriend, Terry, can get killed. Is that, oh, because they roll up. They're listening to Nine Inch Nails. Oh, fuck yeah, they're listening to Nine yeah, Inch Nails. Yeah, they are. Yeah. The it's music the in this movie is great. Honestly, it's got a good soundtrack. It's not bad. It it made me nostalgic for sure. Mm -hmm. But yeah, they got the nine inch nails going. Yeah. Which and is then, like that's like teen fuck music. Oh yeah, it is. If you're a fucking cool teen. Yeah. 
Terry is all upset because Carter keeps wanting to wail on Devin Safeway. And she is like, I'm done. I'm putting this behind me. And she gets hit by a bus. Yep. She's talking and walking backwards, which you immediately know. (laughs) That's one of the problems with this movie is there there are the deaths where there's like the Rube Goldberg project. Great. There's a couple of deaths, Terry's and Billy's, that I think are supposed to come out of nowhere. But they're very telegraphed by filmmaking. It's yeah. like, you know Terry's going to die. Later on when Billy's uh, standing next to that that train and yeah. he's like standing at a certain angle, you're like, oh, he's going to die. Yeah, like it, just don't walk backwards without looking, <laughs> <laughs> especially if you're next to a train track or a street. The FBI nabs Devin again because his friend just died. Mm-hmm. Another one of his friends just died. And this is when he starts telling the FBI that there's a pattern and death has a pattern. And you don't tell the FBI that, Devin. Yeah. You can't be an FBI questioning and tell them that there's a pattern and it's coming for you and you. I, I do think it's kind of bullshit that they include Terry's death on their like things of why he's suspicious because she had like a ton of witnesses who watched her walk <laughs> yeah, into the middle of the street. watched her walk backwards. Yeah. That <laughs> one made me mad too. Cause yeah, so many people saw that. Ha- like a lot of people, they were at like an outdoor cafe. Yeah. So many people saw her and get like, pummeled by that bus. How could you explain the plane blowing up? Your best friend committing suicide and that girl getting hit by a bus. You're like, dude, she was walking backwards <laughs> yeah. in the middle of the street. What do you want? Yeah. Fucking look both ways. Yeah. Yeah. They let him go. And as he determined at this point, the order of the kills he has, right? Has he seen on the TV? Oh. Because the TV news talks about the yeah, explosion. this is the big story of the moment. <laughs> yeah. I mean, to be fair, when something like this does happen, yeah, man, CNN's gonna talk about oh, it for, for 10 sure. weeks in a row. It's like the Malaysia flight that disappeared. But they're not gonna fucking put a graphic <laughs> up showing the pathway Jeez. of the explosion. Yes, of they the, are. Really, they might? Yes, they are. Okay. 24-7 news. Okay, okay, okay. Absolutely. Sure. So, it's detailed enough that he can trace it yeah, from the so TV. Yeah, so it's a graphic of of the... Like the plane layout. Yes. It's like It's like when you're picking a seat on a flight. Yeah, yeah. So the TV shows like the layout out of the plane and then it shows the pathway which this like fuel leak i think traveled and that's the way that like this explosion like once it sparked it followed this path and it does all this crisscrossing it's kind of bullshit because it goes through terry's seat and he's like yeah that makes sense she died next but she was sitting right next to Carter. And like, we're supposed to believe that this thing would have killed her, but he would have been fine until later. Oh, it's weird, but whatever. Whatever. It's needed. So the logic is whatever. Devin figures out, Oh, death is getting us in the order that we were supposed to die Mm -hmm. on the plane. Yeah. And so he determines that, you know, yeah. uh, Todd was first. Great. Uh, Terry was next. That makes sense. Next up is the teacher, Mrs. Luton. Yep. So when he's getting questioned by the FBI and they're like, we don't have anything on him, which they fucking don't. Yeah. They let him go and he runs over to her house, but it's too late. She's been having a sappy time with John Denver talking on the phone to someone about what? I'm assuming she's on the phone with a parent. Maybe. Is what it sounded like to me. But my issue with this scene is everything she says on the phone is stuff we've already heard in this movie. She's just reiterating I feel real bad because uh, the other teacher died. I'm leaving town because I can't yeah, handle it. Yeah, I can't it. handle I can't. It's like, okay. Yep. It's just like weird and sad to watch this lady <laughs> crying who I think she lives in this house by herself and she's she drinks a lot. 
Well, first she goes for the tea, the hot tea that she pours in the mug. And then it's, I don't know if it's the, I don't know why this is so weird, but she like gets scared and tosses it. It's cause this was really weird. They, I think they needed a way to like make this happen. So when she grabs the mug that has tea in it, and when she grabs the mug, she realizes that the mug she grabbed has the logo. It's got the mascot of the high school on That's it. That's right. And it, like, freaks her out and she yeah. throws but it. But she like, she, like, spills it out like she's attacking an invader. Yeah, she doesn't even tea. throw her cup. She, like, tosses hot water everywhere. Yeah, it's weird. It looks weird. But the whole reason they need her to do that is because after that, she fills it with ice-cold vodka. Yep. And since it was just uh, filled with hot liquid, the mug is hot. And you fill it with cold liquid, and you're going to get a crack. And the mug cracks. Mm-hmm. And so when she's carrying it around, <laughs> oh, yeah, I, she must be drinking 151 with how flammable this shit yeah. is later. But she's <laughs> carrying the mug around and it creates a little like stream of vodka, of watered down ice vodka, which is going to catch on fire shortly. And then uh, she carries it over to the computer where it leaks into the commu- computer mm-hmm. and that explodes. <laughs> and then her it's off so we're we're, off. okay so computer explodes then yeah. it catches the trail of vodka <laughs> the perfect trail yeah which it's funny because you see her walking around and it's kind of like dripping out of the mug but then when you cut back to it when it's on fire it's a, a trail of lighter fluid that was put <laughs> yeah. there by the special effects team <laughs> so that goes up mm-hmm. um i don't remember what happens next oh it goes back into the bottle of vodka and it just fucking blows up. That's right. That's like Molotov vodka. Yeah, so the bottle shatters. She falls. I think she gets stabbed. Well, oh. what happens is she falls, and then she's like, oh, I see a, a towel. Oh, yeah, because she's bleeding. She's trying to get up, like, so she goes to like grab a towel, but the towel was <laughs> a towel she set down earlier on top of her block of knives, so she pulls down like knives on and the ni- one of the knives goes into her gut. Yep. Uh, this is right at the same time that Billy's taken his uh, nighttime bike ride, which is both weird and something I did all the time as a kid. <laughs> uh, and he's driving by her, her house, and uh, Alex gets to her house. I'm sorry, Devin Safeway gets to her house, and it, like he goes inside this burning house because now it's on fire. Oh, man. <laughs> I was yelling at the screen this whole time. It's so dumb. So here's a kid who... Just F- got out. The he- FBI. He just got out of FBI questioning. They're very suspicious of him. So logically, what's the thing he shouldn't do? <laughs> he shouldn't run into the teacher's house after it just blew up. See that she has basically been stabbed with a knife. So he then grabs the knife and just puts his fingerprints all over it. He's leaving footprints with his shoes because there's blood everywhere. It's so fucking dumb. Just when he realizes, he just drops he the just knife. He just drops and the runs. knife and runs. No, yeah. dude, take that shit and bury it. Yeah. Yep. So he super incriminates himself. Yeah, and Billy sees him running out of the house right as it blows up. Yep. Shit. Some, somehow they get all get together. So all the kids, the it's the four remaining yeah. kids end up in Carter's car. Mm-hmm. And I think uh, Devin tells them about how the it, he figured out the order they're all going to die in. And so Carter's like, or no, he refuses to tell them. Yeah, he doesn't want to tell them, but Carter uh, intuits that it's him. That yeah. It's Carter. So then he's like, nothing matters. And then he starts driving all crazy. Yeah, he's like, I'm not afraid. I'm not afraid. All right? I decide when it's time. I I control my life. I, I, I control my death. Uh, just driving through traffic all crazy. Billy's freaking out. Yeah. It was kind of foreshadowed earlier by Billy being like, no, make sure you drive safe and 
don't pass on the right because he's like he doesn't want to die and then i found it funny that shortly after that uh he's speeding through all this traffic yeah he stops the car on some train railroad tracks. tracks and locks the doors yep so they're all locked in the car as a train is coming at them thankfully billy gets out and the others who are in the back Devin safeway and ally yeah, they crawl out through the they front. crawl out and carter's just sitting there as the train's approaching him, uh, we forgot to mention Devin Safeway has, had a little vision before this of a broken seatbelt. Yeah, so Devin gets vision. He gets vision before deaths happen. So when when is it Terry mm-hmm. got hit by that bus? He had a vision of a bus in like the window, like he knew a bus was coming down the street. Yeah. So he has a vision of Carter's seatbelt being like frayed. Yeah. Well, what happens is Carter's sitting there waiting for the train to come, and then he tries to act all cool and is like, nope. It's not my time. And he goes to start the car and leave, and then it won't start. Yeah, so that's like, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. So he's like stuck there. And then uh, Devin is, goes to save him. And because of that vision of knowing the seatbelt would break, he's able to rip him out through this, uh, the window after the door won't open. Yeah. And he rips him out of the car right before the train hits it. Uh, and he saves him. Mm-hmm. And that's cool. And then while they're laying there on the ground being buddies, Sean William Scott is all freaking out. And he's standing up, and because that train is running over all this metal from the car, a little bit of shrapnel flies out. Yep. Fucking decapitates Just him. Slices his head off. Coolest kill. I yeah, think. I was gonna say that's probably the best one. Yeah, it, it like half decaps him. It's cool. Yep. It's great. Devin Safeway is all like, "Wait a minute, Carter was supposed to die next. Why did Billy die? Turns out." You can skip the order if you save someone. This is when (laughs) this whole premise starts to get a little convoluted. And I imagine it just gets worse in the sequels. This idea of like, oh, you you can skip around in the order and you can like mash stuff around and make, you know, death confused. You know, I I have a feeling there's no way that this gets simpler in any of the sequels. It might. I think some of the sequels are better regarded than the original. I think. Okay. I don't know. I've only seen a few of them. So, Basically, what he intuits is, okay, if I can skip everyone in the order, if we can all maneuver our way out of that'll dying, that'll be it. It'll be over. They should have spelled this out a little bit better. Yes, I agree. my idea is like, okay, once you skip the last person, it's back around. It's back around. First, That's yeah. what I assume. Uh, and I guess, spoiler, that's that the end. The and it's supposed to be like a twist. It's supposed to be like a... Oh, surprise, but... Oh, and no, I think I, I, you know, when they first introduced this, I was like, oh, okay, so yeah, they skip everyone, it's over. I oh, you did? Oh, okay. Yeah, I didn't okay. think it was going to go back around. Okay, fair enough, fair enough. Maybe that's just me. And maybe that's just from having watched this I a lot as a kid. I think it might be, yeah. Okay, so if this is your first time watching the movie, let us know if you thought skipping over it would uh would finish it off because yeah. that's that's the idea that they have in mind. There's a great... uh <laughs> Devin Safeway gets a great, like, monologue here by the train tracks when he's talking about gods. Fuck, I saved him! And because I saved him, it skipped Carter and went to the next person in the path of the explosion, Billy. I have to see it. And if I see it, then I intervene. And if I intervene, I cheat the design. But intervene? What are you, God now? God's not afraid to die. Gods don't die. We do, you know? It's great. It's good. Uh, I acting. wrote that. Oh, go ahead. Uh, uh, was it going to be at the end of the scene? Because yes. this scene, I think they couldn't figure <gasps> okay, out. Okay, no, 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 save that because okay, my note okay. is not as great as Go that ahead. one. 
I I just said that I hate how, yeah, some of this is impossible. Like we see the locks lock themselves and that's a bummer. Oh, that's right. That's another that's thing. That's another where, like, thing see... where, oh, okay, death is a sentient thing. Yeah. It's stupid. Like a mischievous, it's like, stupid. gonna get you and hide the evidence. Yeah. <laughs> I don't like that. Yeah. Uh, this scene ends <laughs> very abruptly. It's great. We were very confused. <laughs> I think it's Carter who's just like, hey, why don't you just get the fuck out of here? It felt like someone not knowing how to end an improv scene. Like no one's <laughs> running across the front of the stage to end the scene. Yeah. So he's like, what the fuck are we still doing? But in character still. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, so after this, Allie Larder and Devin Safeway run off and they go to this old cabin or it's her cabin. She's not even there when we come yeah, in. Yeah. She ends up talking to the FBI in the worst day for night I've ever seen in a movie. Oh. Yeah, day for night, if you didn't know, <laughs> is when you shoot, uh, when you have to shoot during the day, but you need the scene to take place at night. So you just apply like pretty much a blue filter. It's a fil yeah, you just. To the camera. Yep. And if once you know to look for it, it looks you'll bad. notice it. Yeah. Cause it's like, why is everything so bright? Mm -hmm. Moon, moon's not that bright. Mm -hmm. Oh, it's cause there's a fucking blue filter over the camera lens. Yeah. The problem with using it here is they cut back and forth between Devin Safeway at this cabin at night yep. to the FBI questioning Allie Larder in her cool girl garage at day for night. And it, the, it's obviously it was confusing. Cause I couldn't, I wasn't sure if they were supposed to be taking place at the same time, but they are. Yeah. I couldn't even tell yeah. the four night part. It just looked like day. Yeah. Uh, but he's in this fucking cabin. That's hers. <laughs> it's supposed to be this like isolated cabin. It's, this whole sequence is weird. It's weird. So he figures he's like, okay, he's there because he's next in the order. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's like, here, I'm going to defy death by, I'm going to lock myself in this cabin and basically childproof everything. So he's duct taping cushions to corners and yeah. stuff and all the corks windows on are- nails and shit. Yeah, so everything mm. is duct taped and all sharp things have corks put on them. And he's basically wearing oven mitts and it's just- <laughs> I said it was like an episode of True Life <laughs> or like a guest on Maury. Just very exaggerated. Like, Because he's like yelling out to death. He, and he's like, he you fuck. You're not going to get me. And it's just, oh man, out of context. it's Because like a rusted fish hook or something almost gets him. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, rusted. Tetanus. That's right. That's how death was trying to kill me. Yeah. Tetanus. tetanus. Oh, I stopped him from the tetanus. That's why I think this scene would be even more disturbing if it was played up. Like, we don't know if death is actually yeah. trying to get them or not. That's more interesting, but no. Uh, yeah, and also I like how <laughs> there, if death is going after him, it's implied that, like, death misses sometimes. Yeah. Because, like, things keep falling, but he's, like, dodging them and shit. It is weird how death is this, like, omnipotent force, but it messes up a lot. Well, it's kind of like... <laughs> basically any other horror killer yeah because it's able to easily dispatch the minor characters yeah but when it comes to the main characters the top build it has a harder time well the main character is in a cabin that he totally childproofed <laughs> and made into a little safe house i guess <laughs> that but makes yeah. it a little harder it's kind of i don't of know weird. why death doesn't just make the house collapse on top <laughs> of this guy but what you know i'm I'm not death, so yeah. I shouldn't talk. But it's very funny that death is just like your your standard slasher killer. It's like, yeah. oh, I can kill these minor characters real easy and fast, but mm. gonna struggle. He like realizes that because of the whole seat switching thing, that no, he's not next. That's right. In line. 
She is. Allie Larder. Because he gave up his seat earlier in the movie to that girl Mm -hmm. so she could sit with her friend. Yeah. So that means Allie Larder's next. So he runs to (laughs) her house from the cabin, which I have been led to believe (laughs) was an isolated cabin in the woods. Why would you have a cabin this close to your house? Because it's her cabin that he's in. She was like, here, you can stay at I know, but my family. I know, why? I know. I know. That's the thing that I'm saying makes it worse. <laughs> yeah. Because it's her cabin. She's like, you can stay at my family's cabin, which is in running distance of my house. What are you using What's that cabin point? for? Yeah. That's not a getaway cabin. Yeah, that's, that's a, for something else. That's for something that's else. That's for affairs or meth or. Even affairs is too close for home. Yeah. Like, that's like, I don't know what that's for. It's weird. Is it a kill cabin? I don't know. That's it's, also, yeah. It's so close to her house. If anyone listening has a cabin that is like pretty close to their house. I mean, and we're talking, you can walk there. Yeah. It's got to be like Please five miles or less because he fucking runs on foot. Oh, I'm sorry. No. When the FBI agents come to the cabin to get him, first he hops into a canoe and fucking paddles his way across a lake yeah. or some shit. You know what? I could. <laughs> I think maybe I could see having a cabin that close if the cabin is on the water like that one is and your house isn't. If you just have that money to throw around like, yeah, well, I'm going to have a I cabin. That's- yes. so you can but keep your all house your- is close enough to the lake. Yeah, but this way you don't have to drive all your boat shit up there. Okay. Although their boat shit seems to consist of one, one rusty old canoe. <laughs> yeah, one canoe. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Okay. Okay. Let's wrap this shit up. Cause he gets back. There's a big set piece. There's a big oh, universal yeah. stunt, uh, show. It really, <laughs> yeah. So it's like, there's a storm and lightning strikes the, there's like a clothes hanger thing. It's a whole Basically thing. it's a whole thing where now Allie Larder's hanging from the side of her house. There's water all over the ground because the swimming pool collapsed. Oh, that's right. And the, there's an electrical like wire that's just flailing around and it looks it looks like if you've ever been on the tram tour at Universal yep. Studios, it looks like when you go through one of the sets, like the earthquake one or the flood one, where it's like a preset disaster scene. Yeah, it that's looks what exactly this feels like, like. It's so good. I'm surprised we didn't like just look <laughs> off in the background and see a tram tour <laughs> yeah. stopping and waiting. Just like, uh oh, it looks like uh, the tr- we're we're stopping. I don't know what's going on here, folks. Oh, like, is that clear? Is that clear rivers? It's, cl- it's clear rivers from the film final destiny. Oh my god, it's the thunders. You know. <laughs> Just imagine the whole scene. Uh, uh, yeah, she winds up in her car. Yeah, she she seeks shelter in her car. Which is safe. It is because when you're in a car, it's the safest place you can be during a thunderstorm. Because of the tires. With the tires. Mm-hmm. Uh, but for whatever reason, Devin shows up and she's got to get out of the car. He wants to rescue her from the car. Um, he's like, yo, if I save you, it'll skip you. And then just go to me. Go to me. And then it'll be over. It'll be over. He's going to sacrifice himself for her. So he grabs like the electrical doodad. She gets out of the car and gets to safety. Everything blows up. He's thrown back. Yeah, he gets zapped. And the police show up. And that's... That's a movie, or so you think. Yeah, so yeah, Fade to Black. Six that would have been a later. crazy ending, though. <laughs> yeah, right. He just dies, and the cops are like, well, I guess he didn't do it. <laughs> yeah, wait, whoops. Guess it was yeah. death. And then what was it? Six, six months, months later? months later, where a plane lands in France, and on the plane is Carter and Allie Larder. <gasps> and Devin Safeway! And Devin, he made it, he and lived. his hair looks different. And now they're on the France street at universal studios <laughs> yeah, yeah another set obviously. it's such a set <laughs> where they're, they're like i can't believe we're here and everything is like weird and one of them has a line happy. where it's like 
we finally finished a puzzle. And like, I think that's what the line is verbatim, which makes it sound like they've never finished a puzzle in their lives. And yeah, they're like, we, we did it. We did it. Oh, yeah. Yep. And it's all like weird. And it's too, too nice. It's too good. Right. It's too it's happy. Too happy. And uh, Allie Larder gets a vision mm-hmm. of a bus. I think a bus. Truck. Something. Yeah. Uh, but there, there's a. There's Rube a thing. So basically thing. what happened is, oops. Yeah. It, by skipping Allie Larder and it didn't kill Devin. So it's like all. Oh, yeah. So it's still on him. It's still on him. Yeah. I don't know why it took six months off. I, I don't know either. But uh, so I guess it's still like death. Him. What? Death has a sense of like poetic irony. Yeah. It was like, I'm going to let the, him get to like, France oh, he, and then he kill him thought there. that he was safe. I'll get him later when yeah. he's not expecting it. it. <laughs> yeah. It's like good. It's nice imagery to have it have him die in france because that's kind of like yeah where he was trying to go this whole time yeah yeah yeah, yeah uh so a big rube goldberg happens it is it's like truck hits ladder guy falls from la- it's it, like just th- that stuff happens it looks like another stop on the universal tram tour like the big sign with lights falling and then there's sparks yeah that's the thing is the big sign <laughs> falls and it almost hits Devin safeway but he gets tackled out of the way by carter <laughs> yeah and then uh carter stands up and is like uh Devin's like oh i was next but you saved me now it skipped me and carter's like well then who's next and you see the sign coming uh from behind it's gonna thwack him yeah it's gonna hit and it him. flies into the camera yep. the end the end if it was Cut 3d to black. that sign would have flown into the there's audience a, there's a 3d final destination oh of course yeah i I'm bet sure that's full of fun stuff really fun uh that's final destination yeah it is uh how do you feel about it it's fine it's a fun 90s movie i want to watch the sequels now. i know i kind of do too yeah it's kind of i i, I want to watch the sequels for the same reason i was really excited to watch the saw sequels because i just like want to see like where do they run with this yeah i want to see this premise while blown keeping out. it the same premise yeah i know tony todd returns for at least one of them maybe Good. all of them maybe all of them clear rivers is in the second one Spoiler. i'm willing to bet tony todd is maybe positioned as like he has something to do with it i don't know like he's the personification of death or oh, something that'd be cool that'd be cool that Mac Daddy. I mean, that would make more sense than like he's just the weird mortician that <laughs> hangs around. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, true. And like intimidates the kids. <laughs> uh, yeah, Final Destination. It's a fun movie. It's a movie I watched a lot as a kid. Yeah. Um, I know I watched the second one a fair amount, but I think that was probably it for me. I've maybe seen some of the others, but I can't say for certain. I just remember there's because there there's a highway pile up thing in the second movie. I uh, don't remember which one the roller coaster is. How many recurring actors then? Not many. Okay. I believe these are mostly self-contained stories. But, okay. Uh, I know the second one has some stuff from the first one, but after that, I cannot say. Okay. This is a fun movie, um, but please don't leave comments asking me to do a kill count on it. I have a schedule. This is not in the schedule. Yeah. You'll get it eventually. This is, you know, our little taste of it for now. Yeah. James will do it eventually. We, we just talked about it for over an hour. Yep. So that should be good enough for you, okay? <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> Chelsea always wants me to be nicer to you I people. I do. You're, you're mean. You don't, have to, you don't have to deal with all those comments, Chelsea. <laughs> but no, you guys are great. Especially the people who listen to these, I feel like, are pretty great. Yeah. Because uh, their attention spans, 
uh, enable them to listen to an hour long thing. What? I'm just saying the people who listen to this. <laughs> I know, but you're being mean to the people who don't listen to them. They don't know. They're That's not true. listening. They're not to listening it. to it. <laughs> uh, but no, this is fun. It was fun to watch. It was fun to do this. Yep. We're uh, this is coming out after we've gotten back from yeah. Texas Frightmare. But yeah, I got to get this edited and stuff before we leave. Yeah. So there's a Texas. little bit of a weird time thing because we were talking earlier about how we're about to get on a plane ride, but by the time you're listening to this, we'll have already uh, flown Been on that plane. So I mean, if you're listening to it, it means the plane didn't blow up. So oh that's my good. god. <laughs> Sorry. And if it does, this is the clip that's on the news. <laughs> yeah, I hope someone finds it and yeah. posts it. You have my permission. Yeah, uh, yeah. All all of the major Buzzfeed media outlets. Or TMZ or whoever. Well, one not of them, TMZ. One of them will find it first. <laughs> yeah, TMZ. You do not have you our don't. permission. Anyone else can. Everyone but TMZ. <laughs> sure, sure, sure. Uh, yeah. Is that it? Are we good? I think that's it. Cool. I think we're good. This is fun. Next, I don't know what we're doing next. Probably movies that define eras. Oh, yeah, that'll be great. I think that'll be a good one. Make sure you follow Dead Meat on social media, on Twitter and Instagram, at Dead Meat James, uh, especially Twitter. Follow that Twitter. I post uh, frequently. I tweet multiple times a day from that account with updates to the channel and what's going on uh, with the channel and the production and stuff like that. So a lot of valuable information on that Twitter feed. Chelsea. Uh, you can find me at Carebeck, that's C-A-R-E-B-E-C-C, on Twitter and Instagram. And if you want merch, we have deadmeatstore.com. Yep. If you want to email us about any podcast specific things, that's deadmeatpod at gmail.com. So hit that up. Mm-hmm. And I, I feel like that's it. Is that all the stuff? I think so. That's all the stuff. All right, cool, everybody. Thank you so much. Uh, we'll we'll hear you next time or you'll hear us next time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's time to end this now. All right, I'm James. <laughs> I'm Chelsea. And this has been Dead Meat Podcast. He was born in the summer of his 27th year. Coming home.